We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. Welcome to the KCSN Live Post Game Show. I'm BJ Kissel. That's Ken Swanson. We are at the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas. We appreciate all of you for tuning in to this post game show as the Chiefs pull it out 27 24 over the LA Chargers. Kent, we've got a lot to get to in this one. We appreciate you if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook at 101 The Fox. We appreciate 101 The Fox for being our partners here for the post game show. Um, man. For, for not feeling great about the way a lot of things went down in that game, Chiefs did enough. They toughed it out. That was just a gutsy, gutsy win by this football team. A lot of fight. You know, it wasn't the prettiest or clean, cleanest game by any stretch of the word. Credit the Chargers for that. Chargers, right. I think the Chargers played well. They probably think that they should have won this football game. If I'm thinking, you know, but look. Chargers pulled it out. The Chiefs pulled it out in the end. It was big time. All right. We said before, uh, if you were watching our second screen, that we had a special guest who was going to come on. He's only got a couple of minutes for us. But right now, we're going to bring on James Palmer from NFL Network, who is at Arrowhead hey! on the sideline. Hey! Dude. I forgot my headphones, so I'm shouting. Look at <laughs> hey! 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 What's going on, man? I'll tell you guys, so I had a chance to talk to Jalen Watson, 99 and a half. Or interception return for a touchdown. I said, you sprinted down the street with you trapped it. 143rd ball. Which is faster? You trapped it? Or? He said it was when he got drafted. So apparently he wasn't really fast in game. Uh, which is a bit interesting for me. But I, guys, I think it's a really solid defensive performance. Uh, yeah. I, that's what's 
they were able to go make a play. That was the monster monster aspect of this game for me because I, I was looking for Justin Herbert to go out there and really play it. And I think it's a big, big thing defensively for how much faster this team got on the defensive side of the ball. You're getting bits and pieces, James, of what you're saying, but it was awesome to see Clyde come by. I've got to know, I want you to ask Coach Reed in the postgame presser about not only the Jalen Watson play, but the fact that it seemed like the Chargers were going – tempo they try to go no huddle on that play willie gay comes on the blitz the communication to get that blitz call for willie gay in that moment ended up being the play of the game that whole communication process and what happened behind the scenes for that play to happen it, it's got to be one of the stories of this of that next level of jalen watson being able to make that play oh big time and also Gerald Epic. yep I, oh. yeah play in that instance at all and to take advantage of that to jump it all the way back he said and I, all the way back in the spring going over the first two games we had them going over the cardinals and going over the, going over the chargers all the way back in the game that the chargers switch receivers down there because mm. they want to run these swaps and ready for it mm. That's wow. That's interesting. So they scouted that well, and they were ready yeah. for it. That's insane. Um, so, did, oh, you got something? Just atmosphere. Just tell us what it was like from the broadcast. We're at the bar out here in Overland Park. Seemed like it was loud. It's always loud at Airhead Stadium. But can you give us a little bit of a feel with the 50th anniversary, all the stuff going on? What was the atmosphere like? It was a playoff. What I'm going to say is that line. When I get here super early of cars for these playoff games, the line today was longer <laughs> at the game to get into tailgating at about 10.30 this morning. This place is mm. These two teams in this division, both, both. All right, James, we're going to let you go. We know you got to get to the locker room and talk to the guys about this performance, man. We appreciate it. All right, sounds good. We appreciate it. We appreciate Clyde for stopping by and saying hello during that as well. <laughs> James, thank you, man. We appreciate you. Yeah. All right, let's get into the rest of this one, Kent. Let's get into the headlines before we bring on uh, Maddie, Maddie Lane and Craig Stout here in a little bit. Um, but, man, it, you, you mentioned it, gutsy performance. There's a whole gutsy performance side of it with Justin Herbert that we can get to later in this show. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a lot of takes uh, coming out of that one for the decision mm -hmm. to, to leave him in the game with what he was dealing with and some of the throws that he made. Kind of validated some of that. We'll see if it's a lingering thing for him going forward. But um, outside of the Jalen Watson, we saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire come by and wave on the post game. This was a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire game to me. Yeah, uh, offensively. We know that Justin Watson made the big play on the touchdown catch. Travis Kelsey made his plays when they went to him. They really needed somebody, but Clyde Woods-Alaire seemed to step up. Him running through the tackle of Derwin James when they were down 10, when they were down two possessions, really seemed to be the spark. We mentioned it on our second screen watch party. That seemed to be the difference. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, one of the things that really endeared him to us when we were doing our, our scouting and stuff was the pass game ability, right? And his his pass his pass catching skills have kind of been shown the last two games. Today, four catches, forty four yards. Yep. That angle route, that one of the best route. He was the best angle runner in that class, and one of the best angle yep. runners I had seen since uh, Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. And he yep. finally hit one of those. 
on a, in a big play, that contact balance where Derwin James, you know, Derwin James didn't, um, you know, wasn't able to bring him down. Like the passing game was massive in this, in this. And, you know, he finally, he iced that play out. You know, he like iced that run out the 52 yard run to close out the game too. So it started early with Clyde Edwards Lair. There's a lot of optimism. I thought that he was going to have a really big game, you know, yeah. kind of in the middle of the game, it kind of slowed down for him, but then passing game got involved and then ice in the game with that big 52 yard run. That might be the longest run of his career. Yeah. And then, on the other side, we're sticking with the headlines again. Maddie and Craig are going to break down things and, and come join us here in just a few minutes. But on the defensive side of the ball, when they needed to step up and make a play, and we sound like we were saying that the whole night, defense overall stepped up when they needed to. And some of the, the middle of the game when it wasn't going well, Chris Jones stepped up and made the plays when they absolutely needed to, especially with the big one that almost ended up in the safety. Uh, but you got to give Chris Jones a lot of credit for what he was able to do in this game. When they needed him to step up and make a play, he did. Yeah, and I, it wasn't just like the, the splashy stats either. I think he just was really solid across the board. You know, I think about one of the plays early in the game uh, where, you know, he the, 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 the Chargers are trying to, th to throw a screen and Chris Jones gets up and challenges and forces Justin yeah. Herbert to hold the ball just a, a second quicker, forces Willie Gay or gives Willie Gay a little bit more time to close on the screen. Um, just little things throughout the day, disrupting, you know, it wasn't just the sack production. I think he was disruptive all day. It was great. Yeah. All right. We are going to be, uh, Tucker's going to jump in here with any updates from the press conferences, any injury updates. I know the one with Mike Dana, the calf, that'll be an interesting one to see if that's followed up on if it is a calf or an Achilles. Alex, you never like to see a player um, ruled out with a calf injury. Um, but before we bring on Matt and Craig, I know Tucker has got a note for us from our friends at DraftKings. Absolutely. Not as good of a day today as it was on Sunday. But guess what, Kansas? The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in the state of Kansas. That's right. If you've been listening to us, you know that it's already been live in the state of Kansas. And guess what? That means you can bet legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. That's just bet $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Woo! Good job, Tuck. Good job, Tuck. All right, let, right now let's bring on both Matt Lane and Craig Stout, the other two-thirds of the KC Laboratory that records twice a week. <laughs> Craig, you're beside yourself, buddy. And I Craig, think you should. Why wouldn't I be? I mean, you this defense be. is so good. This defense stepped up when Patrick Mahomes had one of his worst games yet again. Now, all of a sudden, the defense steps up and are large part the reason why the Chiefs turned around and won this game. It was awesome. I'm ecstatic. I'm glad you're going straight to the defensive side of the ball, Craig, because we need to talk about them. Maddie, how impressed were you with the second half adjustments for the defense here? I, I love how giddy Craig is that Mahomes had one of his worst games ever, and he just gets to flaunt that out there about it being the greatest watching experience. Um, but no, the turnaround, the second half defense was fantastic. I don't think the first half defense is very good at all. We talked about it at halftime. So I think their ability to kind of flip that on its head, the defensive line starting to show out. I mean, 
obviously that was the that was the decider of this game was the Chiefs defense kind of taking over there in the second half. Yeah, and and uh, we talked a little bit about it, and uh, Brandon Staley played ultra conservative with some decisions, and I do, you know, Maddie, thinking more about it, I think I agree with you a little bit more with what you were saying about, hey, look, maybe Brandon Staley bailed him out a little bit because I don't, you're right, that defense probably, you know, I I, I like the Chargers' offense in those fourth and one situations. I think with what they did in the first half, but second half response was was just outstanding and i think it starts up front i think it definitely starts with what you saw up front i think the pass rush started to get home a little bit um i think they started tightening things up a little bit I, we were talking a little bit in the dms looked like they were playing some static coverage some spot drop coverage early in the game especially on early downs and they were just getting gashed on first down i mean it was i think at one point we were looking at eight nine yards per play on first down and mm-hmm. really struggling to put themselves in advantageous situations and a little bit of heat, tighten things a little bit up. It seemed like they were able to put themselves in some advantageous positions later in the uh, later in the downs, Craig. Yeah, I, the the early down performance was not great. About five yards of play on first down, seven yards of play on second down. That's brutal. And that yeah. when they did seem to get a little bit ahead of the sticks on first down, they turn around and give it all back on second down. So a lot of third and shorts. The defensive line did a pretty good job today. Chris Jones decided that he was going to take over this game. You know, yeah, just before halftime, all of a sudden just is making play after play, swats a couple of balls, gets a couple of sacks, now moves him into fifth all-time in Chiefs history in sacks. Chris Jones goes there and then makes an awesome run wow. stuff there at the end of the game, shedding an offensive lineman and just swallowing up the running back. He was huge, but the rest of the defensive line – played pretty well as well. George Karloftis was good. Mike Dana was good. We saw good stuff out of Carlos Dunlap. There was a lot of positives on the defensive line for the second week in a row. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Matt, did you have something you wanted to add there? Because I did have a follow-up question if you, did, if you didn't have something. Yeah, so I think the defensive turnaround was fantastic. I think you saw a lot of guys getting into it. I think the Chiefs moving Chris Jones away from Zion Johnson frequently and putting on Matt Filer was the move of the game. Zion mm-hmm. Johnson, sorry, I said Zion Jones. Zion Johnson for a rookie guard, was giving Chris Jones the business in the first half. Now, it's not – oh, I'm not saying Chris Jones can't beat him, but Zion was giving him the business. They moved him over Matt Filer, and you go back and look, I'd say 9 out of 10 plays that you see from Chris Jones were coming against Matt Filer. I think another big thing here that we have to mention, the injuries to the Chargers' offensive line did stack up. When you lose yeah. Corey Lindsley, a guy that is helping mm-hmm. call your protections, a guy that is up in the center, he's helping Justin Herbert with these protection calls, all of a sudden, these mugging A-gap looks, these stunts, all these extra games Steve Spagnuolo wants to do get a lot more difficult with a backup center. You then lose your starting right tackle, who maybe isn't great, but he still had earned that starting job. So I do think the injuries of the Chargers' offensive line did play a role here. But Chris Jones, Carl Loftus, Mike Dana, Frank Clark, all these guys started stepping up in the second half. Now, the Lindsley one is huge. I mean, we saw it show up right there at the very end of the game. The Chiefs are running some of those interior stunts, and all of a sudden you've got free rushers hitting Justin Herbert. And that was kind of the story of the end of the game there. Justin Herbert going down with a, a serious you know, stomach, chest, rib injury. It's unclear what it is. Gutsy performance by him. My God, he made some incredible throws after that, but clearly limited. And the Chiefs hitting him a couple of times, getting free rushers, 
working those stunts on the interior, taking advantage of some backup players. We don't always see that from the Chiefs defense or the Chiefs offense, targeting players that come in as backups. It was good to see. And I don't know if that's a Joe Cullen thing or a Steve Spagnuolo thing, but it was really good to see the focus on, hey, we got to attack that guy. We got to take advantage of it right here and now. And it obviously worked out in their favor. I think uh, the absence of Keenan Allen probably was felt a little bit too, oh, especially yeah. in the second half. Some, a little bit of stability in the middle of the field might have been something uh, valuable there for uh, for the Chargers. But, hey, I'm not apologizing. I'll take the win any chance I get. Uh, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. It was very up and down, mostly. I mean, it was just – it was a rough. It was a slog this week, mm-hmm. honestly. It was very, very difficult. Um, you know, and I, obviously the Chiefs were able to respond and they were able to um, – you know, they were able to get enough points to, to close this game out. But, I mean, the offense only scored 20 points. I mean, seven of those came from Jalen Watson. What do you think about this offensive performance, Matthew? I think it was pretty bad. I Just point blank, I think they played bad football across the board. The offensive line did not look good. They, they patched it together in the second half, but you saw – a lot more tight ends sitting in tight. You saw Juju Smith-Schuster sitting in tight, running backs with delayed releases. They had to go out of their way, and I know for Andy Reid and his offensive scheme, that does mess up what he wants to do when they have to add these extra guys in protection. Like They had to change stuff to get this offensive line to perform at a level to where they thought they could put an adequate you know, pass play out there. And then Patrick Mahomes wasn't great in this game. There was some. There's some highlight throws. There's some bad ones. You can point out where he's under pressure and maybe that played a role in his bad play, but there was some throws that were just questionable decisions and off target. So, I mean, overall offensively, I think everything outside of the run game, you want to crumple this game up way and just toss it out. You don't want to look at this passing attack. You don't want to look at this pass protection scheme. Just keep the run plays and just burn everything else because it really was kind of that bad from the get-go. Yeah, and there were elements from even the Chiefs' start. You know, Joe Tooney got it got handed a couple of times. Creed Humphrey missed a free rusher on the interior there. Trey Smith missed some plays as well. And you had Travis Kelsey struggling to hold Joey Bosa long enough on the edge on one of the early run plays. So that wasn't good. Andy wasn't good with some of the play calls early in the game. That third down sweep to the short <laughs> side of the field, the McCall Harbor, like it was dead on arrival. Yeah, it, it was embarrassing. You shouldn't have seen. You shouldn't have seen me. I wasn't. I wasn't in a good unhappy. place there. <laughs> Grant Swanson came out like immediately. Yeah. Like, this is embarrassing. I mean, it was but, not good. But yeah, like all that being said, Clyde was awesome. Clyde was excellent. Yeah. He performed ridiculously well. Patrick stepped up in a couple of moments and made a couple of really good plays. Justin Watson shows up, get, catches a post over J.C. Jackson, torches him on there. I, there were moments where things were good, but I'm with Maddie. You can largely crumple this up. Maybe chalk it up to the fact that you're worried so much about Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and rightfully so, they were in the backfield all game long, that maybe you tried to make some adjustments and it just didn't work, and then everything just kind of got rattled for long portions of the game. And, I'll, I'll go. And just for the Chargers, looking at it from their perspective, I don't know if this could be a more difficult way to lose this football mm. game that you felt like you had everything you needed to eke this one out, and they're not going to be happy with the way that they played, but they didn't make a ton of mistakes. Some of the play calling in the first half of them was pretty abysmal, too, where I felt like really could have made it a much – it didn't feel as close as the score actually dictated in the Chargers' favor earlier in that game, which I felt was due in large part due some of the play calling early in that game. But it's going to be – that's a long flight home 
for the Chargers who needed this game, put a lot in this game uh, for the moves like J.C. Jackson and the Cleo Max and the big moves that they made set up Brennan Staley being conservative early in this game. Now he's going to go back and question if he should have been that conservative and go back to the reasons why he was conservative because he's gone a little bit too far. I think he overcorrected a little bit too much. I know you guys mentioned that, but well, I mean, it's going to be tough for them. I mean, they mm-hmm. shut the, they shut the Chargers down for. I mean, they only they only really surrendered 17 points until you know they kind of got into a you know prevent defense a little bit too. So like. No. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they gotta they gotta think about with this game. If I'm being honest, I I mean the I Chiefs are coming out of this game with Juju Smith-Schuster three catches for like ten yards, MVS two catches for thirteen yards. I, Justin Watson was their leading receiver with only fifty yards. Like they got nothing going through the air. Travis Kelsey had fifty one yards on well, seven targets. And Maddie, nothing. let me jump let me let me jump in here real quick too because they averaged two point three yards per carry outside of that one fifty two yard run by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So it wasn't like the run offense was particularly strong. I I, I know like, there's some good moments there, but like by and large, uh, two point three yards per carry outside of that fifty two yard run. The, the offense didn't have anything going for it. I think one of the biggest things, we talked about the offensive line, but I think there was a misunderstanding of how to use, I guess, these wide receivers, these weapons against this Chargers defense. Whether that's great coverage, we, you know, we won't find out until we get a chance to go back and watch, but getting your MVS with seven targets and only two catches is not a great look. Juju Smith-Schuster only getting three targets, and they're all right at the line of scrimmage. Not necessarily a great look. It seemed like there was a little bit of confusion on how to use some of these wide receivers, some of these bigger-bodied new guys. You look at the wide receivers that had success, Justin Watson on a vertical route, McCole Hardman running some vertical routes, the stuff that's a little bit more tried and true for Mahomes and Andy Reid. It just seems like this was the growing pains everyone kind of expected. I think we all just let go of those expectations after we saw how it looked against the Cardinals and it finally showed up this week. Well, um, oh, go yeah. Craig. Sorry. Go, no, you go, I mean, that's, uh, this is, yeah, this is the adjustment that we expected, you know, a little bit off, off communication there. Obviously the Chargers defense is light years better than the Cardinals. Like it's way, way, way better. So it's, it's unbelievably, it's, it's like indiscernible. <laughs> I can't believe it. That pass it's, rush, the car, the, the chiefs, this oh is the goodness. first pass rush that they played. Oh yeah, because yeah, last absolutely. week was just non-existent, and sure. yeah, I think we yeah. learned a lot about the Cardinals tonight somehow. And I mean, and they've got a lot of studs on that team. Like Derwin James was everywhere. Oh my gosh, he was absolutely everywhere. Asante Samuel had an excellent game as well. So there were blankets thrown on a lot of the Chiefs receivers, and it was frustrating Mahomes. The things that that I didn't love about it is he was still trying to force it in there. I know we talk about how Mahomes doesn't like to throw 50-50 balls as much. We saw him attempting a few more of those this game, and they were in some bad spots. Like He should have had a bunch of passes picked off today. Let's be real. He really should have had a bunch of them picked off. Got bailed out by some drops. Obviously made him pay on one drive with two dropped interceptions there, but it it is just it's rough to watch when the offense looks like that. But it's also one of those things that it is week two with this offense in the regular season. Now it's good to get a win when your offense plays like that. You hope that they're able to play a little bit better because that Chargers defense, once again, is gonna be one of the better ones that they play all year. That's a good point. Like this is this was a massive test for a a new offense and I think yeah maybe it was a little bit of fool's gold what we saw in Arizona it just was it was seven on seven in Arizona last week and like I think that's we learned a little bit about that um I think and Mahomes looked rattled this was a phenomenal front and 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 they were 
they were bringing it in. And he responded, and he made some big throws. He made some big throws when he needed to, um, pretty up and down. We had one of the one of those special Mahomes moments with the little sidearm throw to Jarek McKinnon. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, like, do you think the Chargers should have won this game, yes or no? I know I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. I'm just curious. Like, in totality, do you think the Chargers should have won this football game, yes or no? No. No, no, I thought that they played fine, but they chargered. Like, uh, they yeah. set themselves up for this. They, they went tempo. Gerald Everett tries to p- tag himself out of the game. They go, no, 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 no. We have to keep <laughs> the tempo going. We have to, after several drives where the Chiefs have shut them down with three and outs and gotten the ball back in less than a minute to the offense when they were down. That was exactly what the Chiefs defense needed to be. Then you turn around and you have a play like that where you are going tempo, you're trying to force the issue. Yes, it works sometimes, but when you don't have that awareness, you made they made mistakes too. The Chiefs just happened to make them pay for it. Maddie? I, I think from how they played, from the perspective of if I'm going in there to look at the Chargers and how they executed on a plan and play out standpoint versus the Chiefs, yeah, I think they should have won. They should have won relatively easily, actually. I think it should have been a blowout in the first half, the way the two teams played. I think the Chargers let their foot up off the gas. They tried to rely on their defense a little too much and their offense and their some of their decisions didn't quite check it out. But at the end of the day, the reason the Chiefs won is their quarterback, their head coach, their coaching staff in general is more is ready to win difficult games right now. They're not going to charge. Them. The Chiefs aren't going to charge her right now. They made the hard decision. So like I said, from an individual player and play-by-play perspective, I think they should have won pretty easily. I just think the Chiefs are a better prepared and better coached team, and that's how come they're coming away with the victory right now. I think Brandon Staley was a big factor in why the Chargers lost that game. I think I think Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley with his decisions, and I think that was a big factor in, to early in that game. So. Too aggressive. And I think not aggressive. Like he doesn't know what he does. <laughs> Figure out what you do. <laughs> But I think people love Herbert and like and we should hopefully he's okay. And that was a super gutsy performance I to come back so. in. Yeah. But let's not pretend like you can't go back to this game and not forget that Justin Herbert was pressing in the second half and mm-hmm. then he was missing something. Like, he wasn't Big playing time. as well in the second half as the he Chiefs, did. And that but, was the Chiefs pass rush. Like that's oh, where yeah. that's the no, yeah. There was a lot there. When the Chiefs started pushing back, he didn't look as good as he did in the first half. And then it looked good again there against Prevents. Like that's there. I just think there's going to be this forgetful section of the third and fourth quarter where people are going to pretend like that didn't exist. And he didn't play poorly during that stretch too, or at least below average. And that's what allowed the chiefs to get back in the game. They're just going to remember those highlight throws that we've all seen 38 times already, which is fine. Every quarter, good quarterback gets that treatment. But I think between Herbert and Staley, I do think they left a lot of points that were available out there for him. I mean, they uh, they went tempo from the nine yard line when when they were up <laughs> three from the nine yard yeah. line up three at four fifty six left in the third quarter and they punted the ball at four forty seven after Justin Herbert took a sack on the one yard line set the Chiefs up with a short field like that that was poor that the, the Chargers offense was very poor in that moment and I know that we're gonna it, listen again Justin Herbert made some awesome throws this game especially there at the end of the game to kind of try and bring them back into it but he was poor through a section of that game and the Chiefs or Chiefs defense was really heating up all right Craig Maddie before we let you go you know what time it is grab your drink it is time for toast game our post game toast to the MVP of 
the game for us here at KC Sports Network, and that this is a pretty easy one. Uh, Jalen Watson, uh, huge, huge <laughs> shocker. Uh, Seventh-round pick with his return touchdown. Set the Chiefs up, and this toast game is brought to you by our friends at Holiday Distillery up in Weston, Missouri. We've got a free weekend, Chiefs fans, Friday, Saturday night. You want to go up, go up to the distillery. It is a beautiful place to hang out. It is a great time. Grab some Ben Holiday bottle and bonded bourbon while you are at it. But for right now, if you are at home, grab your drink, raise your drink, and give a toast to Jalen Watson. Step up. That is a hell of a moment for a rookie in his first game at Arrowhead Stadium to get that kind of return in that game against that opponent. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers for Watts Island. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, listen, I, I'm here Watson. for it. I'm also going to throw an honorable mention. Cheers to Matt Amadola. Coming Ooh, in here. There we go. Yes. I like that too. That's Absolutely. That's a solid. Absolutely. That's yep. a great performance by him. That was nails that last he just, field goal. He earned his Super Bowl ring tonight. Congratulations. <laughs> this is true. That's what BJ said. Uh, can I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do another cheers. Let's do another Everybody one. Everybody gets one. Let's do one. Cow. To Brett Veach uh, yeah. for yeah. selecting <laughs> Jalen Watson in the seventh round. Cheers. 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 Uh, to Clyde Zilaire for running 30 yards with two hands on the football oh, to ensure yeah, that there baby. was absolutely no <laughs> chance of a fumble. That might need to be in the show. Cheers. <laughs> nope, we got another one. We're just going to keep doing this. This is the thing. Tucker, you got one? <laughs> I do have a stat that I would like to share, though, about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, let's Mahomes. hear the stat. To Patrick Mahomes. Cheers the stat to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Cheers to Patrick Mahomes. It's going to get weird um, soon. Uh, first, I'd like to share this quote from uh, Chiefs. Uh, safety Justin Reed. We felt like we were the more conditioned team tonight. Yeah. Mm. That is mm-hmm. from Justin Reed. This stat is also very interesting. Patrick Mahomes faced a heavy blitz rate for the second straight game. The Chargers blitz Mahomes on 13 of 36 dropbacks. That's 36%. After blitzing him at 25% or lower rate in both matchups last season. Mahomes versus the blitz tonight. 8 for 13, 103 yards and a touchdown. To Patrick Mahomes. To Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Listen, just keep blitzing him, please. Just and keep blitzing. We haven't him. we haven't cheered yet, but uh, also shout out to Chiefs Kingdom. That was yep. at Arrowhead Stadium tonight. They made a difference. They made their presence felt in the moments in crunch time. Remember, we were sitting here watching during the second screen watch party, and like this is going to be a moment. The Chiefs Kingdom, that place is going to be yep. absolutely rocking. James Palmer told us off the top of the show the bits and pieces that we could catch from him, saying that he felt <laughs> like from being there that it felt like a playoff atmosphere. The way that the crowd was into it, and the way that um, the guys rallied in the fourth quarter with the Jalen Watson interception return for touchdown. Chief in Atlanta wants to toast to Craig Stout. Craig is great. Craig's great. Here's to Craig. Hey, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, please, if you are listening to the show. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything going on in KC Sports Network. Uh, I, I'll be on 21 Questions, I believe, tomorrow. So we've got all kinds of great content that goes out throughout the week. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, it, it helps us as we're growing this channel. Craig, Maddie, I can't wait to talk to you guys more on Monday on the KC Laboratory. Thanks, you guys. We'll catch you later. Later, guys. All right. Yep, you can catch those guys Mondays and Thursdays going forward at 8 p.m. Central, I believe, going yep. live on all of the KC Sports Network platforms. We're going to wrap up this show and answer any questions that uh, you guys might have that are watching this show live. But as uh, Ken said, a lot of good content coming up. I'm going to be chatting with Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus tomorrow morning uh, for KCS an Update to get his thoughts on this. We'll have uh, our 10 things uh, podcast that'll be an interesting one. Uh, I know Chris Jones and uh, moving into fifth place all time. I did not know that. Uh, that's really good for Chris yeah. uh, moving into the top five in Chiefs history yeah. in career sacks. That's big time for him. And then obviously twenty one questions. We'll have content 
on the podcast channel and on our YouTube channel throughout the weekend as the Chiefs obviously going to have 10 days now uh, before they take on the Indianapolis Colts next in Indy 10 days from now. And that's going to be a completely different uh, game for Indy, not to, to dunk on people, but they played Houston and they got Jacksonville. So you went from Davis Mills to Trevor Lawrence to Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a little bit of a jump for them, but it'll be fun to sit back and hopefully some of these guys can take care of themselves. Guys like Trey Smith who gutted it out, know that his ankle probably didn't feel great uh, playing in this game, but give him a little bit more time. Harrison Butker, uh, Trent McDuffie, who's going to be out a little bit, it seems like. He's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, Hopefully he gets back and healthy. But I think Mahomes needs to rest. Yeah. I think Mahomes needs a little bit of a rest, too, honestly. This game's so. going to take a lot out of those guys. Travis Kelsey took some shots from Derwin James in this game. Um, all those guys. This was, a physical, drive. This, was an abs- this was a physical football game um, with those guys getting after, as we see Andy Reid up on the podium right now. Um, we'll have all kinds of content after that, but Tucker's got something for us. Yeah, head coach Andy Reid said that Mike Dana sprained his calf. He was ruled out. Justin Watson has a shoulder. McCole Hartman has an ankle. Both of those guys did come back into the game. Uh, so everyone except for Dana came back into the game there. I honestly believe Andy Reid says things like that on purpose. Sprain? Sprain. You can calf. sprain a calf? You strained your calf. Calf strain. I've heard him say, say that when strain. I worked there, and I would say exactly what Coach said, and then, like, David Chow would get on a quote tweet, and he was like, this is not right. Like, this is bad information. You should be better yeah. at this. And I was like, I'm saying what Coach said. I am not going to misinterpret uh, what's going on out here. But um, another thing going on, uh, the league is full this week. But uh, moving forward, um, we have got our own uh, daily fantasy league each week at uh, DraftKings at KCSN. You can find it in the YouTube descriptions. Um, on our YouTube videos, you can find links to that. But uh, not only 50 entries, $5. Draft your team. Uh, it's got scoreboard throughout the season. Tucker's in first place <laughs> currently. Uh, if you didn't know that, he talks about it all the time. But um, no, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We're going to answer a few questions from the subscribers here on the live show, but appreciate everybody else for tuning into this. Again, we will have plenty of content for you on Friday and throughout the weekend um, here at KC Sports Network, but appreciate everybody for tuning in uh, tonight to this show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.